Christ above us, Christ below us, Christ before us, Christ behind us, Christ beside us, Christ within us. Amen. So in an effort to explain the difference between pessimism and optimism, when I was about 10 years old, my dad told me my first long-form joke, and I taught it to my son. I hope he'll teach it to his kids. And it went something like this. There's a group of researchers in the early 70s out in California, and they were trying to establish what created a sense of generosity and gratitude and optimism in some people, in some children, and a sense of uh, pessimism and ingratitude in some children, in other children. And so they started thinking, what's the most wonderful thing we could do to a 10-year-old boy, 9-year-old boy, that was put him in a room full of toys? So they put the pessimistic little kid in the room full of toys, the ingrate, the one who never had a nice thing to say about anything. And what did he do? He didn't play with the toys. He didn't enjoy himself. He didn't laugh. And the researchers went in and said, why aren't you playing with the toys? He said, oh, they're, they're old and, 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 and they've probably got bacteria on them and um, some of them are broken and I'm, I'm, I'm tired and I probably wouldn't have fun anyway. So I'm just going to sit here until my time's up. So they, they thought about the optimistic, uh, grateful child. They thought, what's the most awful thing we could think of? Well, the research facility was close to a horse racing track, so... They filled the room full of horse manure. And the little boy went in the room, and after walking around in there a minute, he started shoveling through it and going, thank you, thank you, thank you, and just digging through it. And they rushed in, and they said, what on earth are you doing? He said, oh, this horse manure, there has to be a pony. (laughs) Now, if I were to be one of those two children, and this is why my dad was teaching me this joke at a young age, I was, I was probably the kid that would have sat on the floor and complained about all the toys. In fact, um, I'm frequently, I don't know if any of you have seen the, um, the SNL sketch, Debbie Downer, but Debbie is this character played by Rachel Dratch who, no matter how happy the occasion, will uh, invariably tell people about the latest plague or the latest uh, weather misery in some third world country or the fact on the Thanksgiving episode that uh, stuffing uh, bears lots of bacteria if it's not cooked at a high enough temperature. And so my family sometimes um, will call me Debbie Downer. And I think I learned it from my mom, who learned it from my grandma. Because my grandma, you know, she grew up through the Depression. It was a difficult time. And she had this great thing she would do. We would have these wonderful gatherings at her house. And on days like Thanksgiving, we'd be sitting around this masterfully prepared meal with fried chicken and green beans cooked in fat back and biscuits. And at some point when it got quiet, my grandma would say, you guessed it. And she did say this expression a lot. She'd say, oh, Swanee, y'all, this could be my last one. (laughs) Yeah? Anybody have that? Yeah. I mean, we all at various points in our lives can be easily grateful and easily ungrateful. And I think some people have a learned generosity that they carry with them. And today, uh, with the leper, you got to wonder about that leper. Because, see, leprosy wasn't just leprosy as we know it, Um, it, it, the the wasting disease. and Leprosy was any skin condition. So if you're someone who suffers from chronic eczema, they would have said you'd had leprosy and said you were unclean. So lots of people were sent out on the outskirts of the village, and people would often bring them food and leave it 
um, is a good deed or if they had a family member there. But, you know, leprosy itself is very contagious. So they, they had to put them out in little kind of colonies on the edge of, of town or out in the wilderness. And you got to wonder about this one leper today who stops. He was probably the one, even though his skin was was doing horrible things and his body was literally falling apart whenever he got his meager rations made of whatever uh, leftovers that the community brought him. He was probably the one that got down on his knees and thanked God for them. He's probably the one that got up every morning and, and looked at the sun rising in spite of the fact that he had leprosy and turned to his friends and said, it's a beautiful day. I would imagine this leper, if I had been a fellow leper, would have just annoyed me to no end. I would have turned to him and said, dude, you have leprosy. But there was something about this, this leper that made him stop. Jesus healed all of them. But this man stopped. And they praised God, it said, so they weren't entirely ungrateful. But he turned around and he came back. And not only that, he threw himself at Jesus' feet and he thanked him. And I love what Jesus said to him. He doesn't. He says, your faith has made you well. Which can also mean your faith has made you whole. And what he's telling this man is that your body is healed, but your soul, your soul is saved. Your soul is this whole beautiful thing. You carry within you gratitude. And that's something that I'm sure that that leper that former leper, that healed child of God, that Samaritan carried with him the rest of his life. And it was no accident he was a Samaritan. Samaritans really did not have an easy life. And just because he was healed didn't mean that he was going to have a wonderful life. He was still going to live on the fringes of society. But he was grateful. He had within him somehow a practice of gratitude that he had either learned or internalized or, or been taught. And he was grateful. Uh, one, one writer I read this week, a Lutheran pastor, he, he, he threw down a, the gauntlet. He said, why is it the church can't do for, with gratitude what we've tried to do with love? And we get that love is not a feeling. We know all about in the church, and we try all the time in the church to, to practice love with people who aren't very lovable. We try to love one another even when we don't like each other. We try to love one another when we don't feel like it. And what he proposed was maybe gratitude can be the same kind of practice for us. Because after all, we all have days when we don't feel as if there's anything to be grateful for, stuck in the midst of our, the chaos of our life or bad things that happen to us like they happen to everyone, death, pestilence, disease, financial misfortune, depression, or just the day-to-day -day grind that we're stuck in. It's so hard to feel grateful, isn't it? But we have a way out. We can practice gratitude. When you come here, you're set in a pattern of gratitude. The, the prayer that we're about to do uh, together behind that table is, after all, the Holy Eucharist, which means thanksgiving. What we do here is a pattern of the practice of gratitude because it says 
You are saved. You are fed. And we thank God. Then we follow the cross out and someone tells us to go in peace and love and serve the Lord, propelled by the gratitude that we have practiced. So Lent is all about being miserable sinners and penance. And you know, Advent, in some traditions and at some points in history, was also a season of penance. And it is a season of preparation. And it is upon us. So I'd propose something to all of us here and all of us within this community. Perhaps during Advent, we will practice gratitude. We can practice gratitude like we practice penance during Lent. I don't feel like being penitential during Lent, but we practice it in order to set in our lives a pattern of confession and penance, which we can do during Lent. We can practice gratitude. Because see, when we practice gratitude, it's not just this nice thing we're doing. We are acknowledging reality itself. We are acknowledging that God is God and that we are God's children. We are acknowledging by being grateful for everything, that everything, everything is a gift from God. Breath itself is a gift from God. Life itself is a gift from God. And so when we practice gratitude, we are doing faith. Gratitude is faith, after all. And faith is gratitude. And as Jesus tells us, as he tells the leper, gratitude, faith, will make us whole. Amen.